I was sitting across the table from him, a successful franchise owner. This was my time to glean some wisdom. All I needed was the right question and the willingness to listen. What key quality has had the biggest impact on your business success? Without hesitation, he said, Rich, I hire great people, and then I get out of their way. Silently, I gasped. Wow. So simple and so powerful. So I made a mental note of the wisdom that had just been dropped in my lap. This is Rich, and it's time to revive your work. So over the next couple of years, I had the opportunity to observe this leader up close. I was paying keen attention to how his success quality played out. Now, I wanted to see firsthand how a leader goes about hiring great people and then getting out of their way. What I found couldn't have been more different or opposing. What was proudly advertised as hiring great people and then getting out of their way was in reality hiring great people and then abandoning them. What I was observing was an acute case of macro abandonment. Years later, here's my takeaway. When it comes to leadership, there's plenty of information warning us about the hazards of micromanagement. And there's not nearly enough conversation about the equally destructive macro abandonment. What is macro abandonment? Well, it was almost summed up by the leader I shared that meal with. Instead of hiring great people and then getting out of their way, it's hiring great people and then disappearing. In the workplace, this experience is as common and as damaging as micromanagement. So if we need to invest time and energy into leading, guiding, and coaching our people, what should that look like? What can we do to cure the epidemic of macro abandonment? Here's three ideas. One is a trap and the other two suggestions. First, the trap. So one habit that keeps leaders trapped within macro abandonment is this belief that a standalone yearly performance review is all that's required for effective leadership guidance and coaching. And here's what we know now. A standalone, and that is a key phrase, standalone performance review can do more harm than good when it comes to providing the guidance, support, and feedback people need in the workplace. So sometimes it helps to take these concepts and lift them out of the workplace to gain perspective. So what if we relied on a standalone annual birthday celebration to connect with our kids 
or, or a spouse or even a friend, right? We innately understand that that is not enough time to invest in really knowing and really connecting with someone. That wouldn't be enough time to demonstrate that your child or your partner is valuable. The same is true in the workplace. It's not the yearly performance review that results in an employee feeling engaged and valued. It's not the annual performance review that drives loyalty, innovation, and productivity. It's what happens in between the yearly performance reviews that makes the difference, which leads us to our suggestions. Okay, so suggestion number one, ask. Rather than guessing, which is almost always wrong, we can ask the important people in our life, whether it's work or at home, and particularly at work, our direct reports, the people who look to us for leadership, we can ask them some key questions. Here are some examples. What does our ideal communication look like? Right? So from your perspective, what does our ideal communication look like? Or how often should we set aside time to connect? Or how can we best use that time when we are together? Also, you can let your team know, here's how you can best reach me during the day when a key issue arises or where you need my attention. So start with a conversation. Start with first questions and listening so that you can best understand what your individual team members really need from you when it comes to connecting and coaching and supporting and valuing them regarding conversations and interactions. The second suggestion, initiate. And that's happening with the asking. In other words, you're initiating. In this case, you're initiating both spontaneous and scheduled interactions. Now, here's how they differentiate from each other. Spontaneous interactions at work generally focus on what's urgent. And that tends to be focused on a job function. In other words, reviewing tasks, project timelines, process challenges, people issues, those fires that burn brightly during our workday. And because these topics lend to the urgency, they can easily overshadow other important conversations, right? So these spontaneous conversations need to be available and they can become all-consuming if we're not careful. That's why, as an effective leader, we need to initiate scheduled interactions. So scheduled interactions are spaces and time reserved for what's important. Remember, urgency already gets the attention it deserves. We need to schedule time for what's important. These topics might be career progression, right? personal well-being, engagement, fulfillment, work and assignments that are aligned to strengths, the strengths of your people and how they're utilizing them in the workplace. These conversations are often omitted 
because leaders aren't sure, one, how to find the time, right? which means they just simply have to become important enough, but also because leaders aren't always comfortable or they're not sure how to have these conversations that tend to lean more towards feeling and abstract. They get pushed aside by the daily fires and distractions of the urgent. When my oldest daughter was in high school, we were having some conflict. We were having relational conflicts. One day we decided to meet up at a local Starbucks. That's when I looked at Taylor and said, I have a higher pain tolerance than all of your friends put together. Taylor, no matter what you say or how you behave, I'm not going anywhere. A few years later, when Taylor was in college, we met up for lunch. During this lunch, she said to me, you remember that conversation we had at Starbucks? Thank you for sticking with me. You see, we often underestimate how much people need us, how often they'd like to check in, how often they'd like us to check in with them, or how often they'd like to hear from us, how frequently they need encouragement and support. Macro abandonment, whether at home or in the workplace, leads to disengagement and causes people to be disheartened. It's time for a fresh perspective, along with checking in on your tendency to micromanage, give equal attention to where and with who you might be prone to macro abandon. If you find value in an additional weekly dose of encouragement, visit reviveyourwork.com backslash blog. That's reviveyourwork.com backslash blog or text REVIVE, R-E-V-I-V-E, to 33777. And consider subscribing to Revive Your Work in your favorite podcast platform. While you're there, give us a like or leave a comment. That means a lot to us. We'll see you next time as we continue our conversation that transcends the blurred lines between our personal and professional.